Welcome to the Church Fails Podcast, where we bring our failures out into the open so we can laugh together and learn something along the way. In this episode, we're going to be talking about our challenges battling the stress of this pandemic. This is going to be Dylan's side of the story this time. But for those of you who don't know me, my name's Cade. I'm the creator of Collaborate Worship and also the lead, the lead pastor at No Limits Church. My name is Dylan. I am the creative director at Collaborate Worship and the worship leader at No Limits Church. So everybody knows when the coronavirus made its debut in February of 2020 here in the U.S., life was flipped on its side like the U.S. shut down. And that caused stress in everybody's life. So in this episode, we want to talk about how that affected you, Dylan. We talked about my story in the last episode. So if you didn't catch that, you can go back and listen to it. But let's get into yours. How'd it, how'd it go? Well, I guess to kind of summarize with Kate, we kind of, we both had breaking points, but his is a little bit different in what caused his. So his was, he's a little more schedule and routine oriented than I am, I would say. He likes things to be a little more like clear cut and I'm a little more like go with the wind personality. But he had to really mourn the loss of his routine and his plans because he planned the whole year. And so that was one of his biggest struggles. And then just on top of owning a business and he was the pastor, lead pastor at church and having to deal with all that. And uh, it's basically me and Cade that took on all of the responsibilities of uh, what does church look like now. And so it was us figuring it out. We didn't really include anybody else on the process. I mean, of course, his wife was, was there for input as well. But... Um, for me, my my difficulties were a little bit different. I think I was okay with the change in pace just because it's my personality to go along with things a little easier. But for me, I think I was starting... I was having to make a lot of decisions, a lot more decisions I felt like than I usually make as worship leader of the church. Well, because like we were trying to figure it out together. So it was a collaborative effort. So we both had a lot of decisions to make in that aspect. But then just even as a worship leader where um, like Kay doesn't really have as much input, like me being the leader of my team, I had a lot of decisions to make for my team. And uh, I guess I just, I wasn't used to that. And so. Oh, so it was a good growing time for you then. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't a, all this is not a fun time to make decisions because everybody's so split on everything. I don't know if y'all have noticed that. If you get on Facebook, just... <laughs> should we stay open? Yeah. Or should we keep doing this quarantine forever? Yeah. And I'm, What's your take? No, I'm just kidding. I'm a, I'm a that. super analytical person. And so, obviously, I'm going to bounce back and forth between both ideas on just about everything. But I have to come to a conclusion on one of them. And right now, you just got input coming from every side and every corner and it's a little uh, overbearing at times but i mean on top of all those decisions decisions that i was having to make at church um we kind of got busier at work as well like we have some clients where we had to figure out some things for them as well and he talked about that in the last episode i won't get into it again and then also i have some some video freelance clients that i work for outside of the work i do with cade and it's uh real estate work and I was kind of expecting it to slow down whenever all the Corona stuff hit, but it like it doubled. And so I just edit the videos for them. They send me the footage and I edit and send the finished videos back. And I just kept getting videos like twice as many in a week that I normally would. And I was like, yo, y'all got to slow down because <laughs> me and Kate are twice as busy too. And so I was just like slammed with all kinds of uh, extra work that I wasn't used to. And then having to make decisions on top of that. 
And whew, it was just a lot. <laughs> Good thing you don't have children's. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so if you don't know, I'm single. I'm not married. So it's a little bit easier on, on that front for me compared to Cade. He talked about the difficulties with uh, his, his family and everything going on. So yeah, thankfully it was just me. Oh but, wait, you do have one child. I forgot. Yeah, got about a dog. Doug. Doug. <laughs> did, how did he handle all, all this? Did he I feel neglected? I don't think he knows. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> uh, you know, that's kind of there's there's some aspects of that that are a little more difficult too. Like I don't I don't have a partner to help me with the decision making. I got to do all this on my own. I mean, I have you and in, in the church and the work that we do, obviously, but. Uh, sometimes when you're single, you miss like having that, that extra input. And then when you're married, you probably wish it wasn't there sometimes. (laughs) No comment. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that's kind of like what was going on in my life. Everything was, seemed about twice as busy and, uh, having to make a lot of decisions that I didn't feel prepared for. So this kind of brings me to my breaking point. And it was a little bit later for me than it was for you. I kind of hit it on Easter Sunday of all Sundays, <laughs> which was a good time. Great timing. Yeah. We talked about that two episodes ago, our first episode and how uh, on Easter Sunday, I don't think I was very nice to you. I was a little snappy with you, which is not normal. We're usually pretty easy going with each other. We get along really well. Um, but I was just kind of being a turd that day. And after after I had thought about it, what it really boiled down to was... I was making all these, having to make all these decisions and they just felt like they were piling up and piling up and it seemed like there's always somebody that didn't agree with the decision I was making, which is, that's pretty normal. But when you're having to make so many of them at one time that you're not like used to the, the volume of decision making, it wears on you. Everybody just shut up and say, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> And it, obviously, it's good for people to have input, and we encourage collaboration on the worship team. And um, obviously, I, I want their input on the decisions that I'm making. I want them to keep me accountable. But yeah, that's kind of how I was feeling at one point. Like, y'all just let me make a decision and just leave it at that. Like, I, I'm trying to make up my mind. <laughs> and after I've made up my mind, I feel like you guys just keep throwing on the suggestions and throwing on more and more of them. And um, it was a personal problem. It wasn't a problem with them. It was the problem was that I wasn't giving any of it to the Lord and I really wasn't seeking him in the way that I should have been. I was trying to do it all on my own. Kind of like how you said you reverted back into perfectionism and thinking that you had to rely solely on the gifts that God's given you. And I had thought about that. I was like, you know, the gifts that he's given us to do what he's called us to do, like they can probably take you pretty far, but you're always going to reach a plateau because I mean, it's human, human nature. And obviously you have to have his presence on top of that and his guidance and both of those things working together. Our our gifts alone are not enough, especially when you're working for his kingdom. And that's what my problem was. I was just relying on my own abilities. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Um, remind them you had re- listened to a podcast about um, like what happens when crisis hits mm-hmm. and how when crisis hits you easily everybody reverts back into old habits like the most recent old yeah. habit yeah and so my, my prayer life probably declined which is the opposite of what it should have done whenever a corona hit and uh, yeah I was just trying to do it all on my own and I was feeling pretty insignificant because it just didn't seem like anybody's ever happy with the decisions that I was making and all the suggestions they had just kept piling onto that feeling of insignificance. Like I said, it was a personal problem, but on Easter Sunday, I guess it's just when I had had enough 
I just hit that breaking point and I put on a pretty good smile for the camera, I think, for the stream on Sunday. But behind the scenes, before and after the service, I just probably wasn't full of joy, <laughs> I would say. But uh, <laughs> you just nodding yes to that. You did a good job covering it up until you started like throwing chairs and stuff right in the middle of the service. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to tell him about that. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> but yeah, that was of all Sundays that it had to happen. I, w- I just I went home that day and the Lord began to speak to me and started to reveal just how I'd been trying to rely on my own abilities. And I hadn't included him in any of the decision-making really. I was like, well, <laughs> you're right, but <laughs> that's pretty hard to admit. Mm-hmm. And I think I just, whenever I'm like really upset about something, which doesn't happen very often, I'm like, I'm a pretty easygoing person, but every now and then I'll get upset about something. I always just like to go in the shower and just sit down in there for like 30 minutes and that's what I did. I just, I was just sitting there and just kind of letting him speak to me and reveal uh, where I was wrong. Sometimes you got to get quiet so that he can point out the areas where you you need his presence that you're not inviting it in. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a little come to Jesus moment. Did some repenting. <laughs> Decided I was going to turn around the other way. Good and, choice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing a lot better now. Um, that's that's kind of a an easy thing for me to do once I've figured out what the problem is. It's like, yeah, I don't really want to do that anymore, and I'll make a U-turn pretty easily. But it's getting to that point of uh, realizing that you're wrong, and that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I remember you talking about in the last podcast just how freeing you felt once you had had realized you were wrong, and it just seemed like an instantaneous freedom and healing of all the stuff that had been piling up for weeks. Mm-hmm. Like I had the same feeling as I was sitting there in the shower that day. <laughs> I probably shed a few tears too <laughs> and I don't cry very much, but it is a good time. <laughs> I just want to reiterate that it's really easy to get to a point where you think that the gifts God has given you are enough and I can take you pretty far, but you always reach a plateau. It's going to stress you the heck out. And uh, you just can't rely solely on those gifts because it requires his presence as well. I mean, that's how I want to encourage people through this story. Yep. It's good stuff. You might be able to sing good. And you might be able to lead a team all right, but that's not enough. Nope. Yeah. There you go. There's my story. Awesome. Hope that encourages y'all. If there's one thing that we'd like you to do uh, after this episode is to subscribe. We're going to keep bringing you these episodes, just bringing our failures out into the open, hoping that it helps you move or take your failures and make something good out of them. I think that's God's specialty. He can take our failures. He's like, oh, isn't that cute? He's like, I'm going to morph that into something amazing. No doubt. So that's what we hope this podcast helps you to do. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button and we'll bring you another episode. See you next time.